right, and we are live back in Southern Sarasota County, Northport, Florida. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. I hope everybody is doing great. Just a couple of things off of the pregame. If you watch all my pregame videos that we put in there, just, just a couple of things. First off, the last one with Kareem Jean-Pierre, um, who's of sole credentials for being White House press secretary. Well, not sole. She has two. She's black and gay. Okay, so she checks all the boxes to become the White House press secretary, the dumbest human being to ever occupy that, which I never thought Jen Psaki would be beat until, Jen, until Kareem Jean-Pierre took the job. Now, you notice what she said there at the end? 40%... Of the president's uh, the president's administration, the president what's a cabinet? Forty so percent of the president's cabinet. Would you call it, Aaron? She's a cabinet too. Okay, I couldn't think of the word cabinet, so I want to make sure I got it right. So forty percent of the president's internal administration, his cabinet, identifies identifies not is female, identifies as female. So we got that. And did you notice the little, there's a little sentence in there that I don't think anybody has noticed. I mean, maybe you that are watching, but nobody, nobody else has noticed. That a, a sizable, I don't, I don't think she actually put a percentage on it, but a sizable portion of the president's cabinet identifies as a specific race. You notice that not only do they identify as female, there's other members that are identifying as a race. I thought you weren't allowed to do that. I thought that was called appropriation. And then you weren't allowed to identify as another ethnicity, another race, because I thought that was ethnic appropriation. But lo and behold, the Biden administration is doing the exact same thing they said nobody could ever do. So they obviously have people there identifying as white, identifying as black, identifying as Hispanic. And we've seen this before. And if you watch the post game, there's an actual video of it, of a mother who comes out and actually identifies, who exposes her own daughter, her own daughter, that her daughter has been posing as, I believe it's uh, somebody of Middle Eastern descent. She, she actually uh, became a Muslim and then started calling herself by a different name and then now identifies and has, has painted her skin brown. And is actually, this is on Harris Faulkner's show on Fox. It's in the post game. This is something the Democrats have done. There was a lead Democrat, I can't remember her name now, who did the exact same thing. It was painting her, she, she actually called herself African-American, was painting her skin brown. So now I guess it's okay for the Democrats to do ethnic appropriation, racial appropriation, even though they've said that nobody's allowed to ever do that. Another thing, let's switch over for just a moment to uh, Pete Buttigieg. I made sure that I put a lot of videos of Pete Buttigieg because three weeks later, who shows up to a catastrophic event three weeks later? I mean, I just, I mean, again, just, just, just simple, uh, you know, semantics of life who who would ever show up three weeks after a catastrophic event if you're the one who's actually in charge or at least partially in charge of that catastrophic event we we already know that the leader of the epa he's yet to show up he was busy on an african tour where they were touring he was touring africa his last name's regan can't remember his first name may have been steve can't remember but his last name's Regan. So he was he was touring Africa on a climate change tour. And again, what exactly is he doing for a full week? I mean, it's funny. They get all the stupid people out of the country. They got Kamala out of the country. They got EPA, court, EPA director Regan out of the country touring Africa to look at climate change. How do you look at climate change? You step off your private jet which your private jet causes about 600 times the amount of usage of, as, as a car, more than your car will ever use, and it's in your entire lifetime, one private jet flight, which I don't care if people use private jets, just don't be a hypocrite. 
So he's over there touring Africa while in the midst of this crisis, while, while they're doing a quote-unquote controlled release of vinyl, of vinyl chloride over the town of Palestine, which is 70%, which is a 71% Trump-supporting county or, or city. So he's over there, what's he doing? Getting off the plane saying, oh, you know, it's warmer here than it was where we got off last time. It's cold here, oh, it's rainy, it's more windy here. How do you tour climate change in Africa? And then you've got, of course, Pete Buttigieg, who's half of this disaster. So you've got the EPA, which by the way, just so everybody knows, it was the Biden administration that lit the vinyl chloride on fire did the control release, lit it on fire. It's the EPA, the EPA coordinator on site, supervisor on site, i.e. the Biden administration. Wasn't even somebody as stupid as Mike DeWine or Josh Shapiro or anybody else local. It was, it was the EPA. It wasn't Norfolk Southern who did it. It was the Environmental Protection Agency that has caused basically acid rain, polluted water, and who knows what else will happen in Palestine. So that, you know, just so you know, that's who's in charge. And then, of course, Pete Buttigieg, who's half of this. You got the EPA half. EPA lit it all on fire. The, derail, the derailment is on, of course, the transportation secretary. And he shows up three weeks after one of the most catastrophic events ever linked to the Department of Transportation. Three weeks, three weeks after it occurs. Truly amazing. The only reason why we all know why he decided to show up. He decided to show up because Donald Trump showed up. So Donald Trump shows up, here comes Pete Buttigieg, of course. Says you know, it's nothing about politics, but who shows up in the video that we showed? He says, well, I'm not here for, you know, a, you know, for political reasons, and why, why did you wait three weeks? And you see, I want you to know this too. They always say this, You'll, again, there are certain things that you can predict Every single time a Democratic Party politician is interviewed, everything. Eventually, they're going to receive death threats, of course. They always say that. We're receiving death threats. That's coming. That they're doing it all for the children while they butcher 41 million per year in the womb. They're doing it for the kids. So they're receiving death threats. They're doing, remember what, it's what happened with Boston Children's Hospital. They were exposed by Matt Walsh for actually, actually doing hysterectomies on underage girls. They were doing it, said they weren't, said they weren't, said they weren't for weeks. Then it was exposed that the very fact is they were doing it, then they were receiving death threats. Of course, it's, it's the same MO. We're not ignorant of the devil's devices. Same MO over and over and over again. Mislabeling things as democracy, which are actually authoritarian. That's what they always do. So Pete Buttigieg puts in another one of the things that they always do. I didn't want to get in the way. How are you going to get in the way? You're Pete Buttigieg, mayor of Fort Wayne, Indiana. And he was actually known as Pothole Pete. Literally was known as Pothole Pete when he ran the tiny city of Fort Wayne, Indiana. Pothole Pete. Why? Because he couldn't even manage to fill in the potholes in his own little city. And because he's gay... Because he's gay, wanting to have kids, he checked off enough boxes be, to become a member of the Biden administration. So he shows up three weeks later. And I love my favorite interview of all was the guy asking him, how much longer are you going to blame the Trump administration for your own family? So let's look at when was the Trump administration in power? What is the date today? February 23rd, 23rd, February 23rd. So the, the, the Trump administration has not been in power for 25 months, 25 months, two years and a month. I get my math right, Aaron? 25 months? Yeah, it's 25 months, though, right? You don't have to figure out the exact date. 25 months. Just want to make sure, because I sometimes I catch myself, my own mathematical errors, and I feel really stupid afterwards, but you can't fix them because I'm live. 
25 months. Aaron has confirmed. So we know we're right. So 25 months. Pete Buttigieg, you're still talking about Trump. Still talking about Trump on all these shows. Talking about how there was only one actual engineer, one uh, railroad employee on the, uh, on the train and that Trump lowered the amount of employees that there had to be on trains. Remember all that? Well, to one and then from two to one. Well, there's actually three on this, point, on this train. So there's actually one more than is what is necessary on the train. So all that's a lie. But anyway, how much longer, Pete, are you going to blame the Trump administration that has not been in power for 25 months for your own catastrophic failures? How much longer? We saw it. We saw it with the Chinese balloon that now we all know that now we all know was tracked from China. The DOD tracked that balloon from the moment it from from it from the moment that it that it lifted off from China, followed its flight all the way to, to the Aleutian Islands, all the way into Canada, all the way over our nuclear silos. Tracked it the entire time. Could have shot it down anywhere over the Pacific Ocean, way before it even got to the Aleutian Islands in Alaska. Could have shot it down. Never did any of those things, of course, right? And what did they blame right afterwards? The Trump administration. Oh, this had happened many, many times before. And only us now in this awesome administration that 40% identifies as women and a certain uh, percent identifies as certain racial ethnic groups, which I guess I'm allowed to identify as whatever I want. I think I'm going to choose Sue Indian tonight. So you can call me Big Head. See, I mean, look at the size of this thing. Call me Big Head. That's my Sue any name. Because if we're allowed to racially appropriate, because the Biden, I mean, Korean, just said that we're allowed to. So I'm going to rate, I'm, I'm going to ethnically appropriate from the Sioux Indian tribe, and I'm Big Head. Now, matter of fact, no, you know, I'm going to appropriate even more. Chief, Chief Big Head. I don't want to just be a mere, a, a mere uh, Indian warrior. I want to be the chief. So I can appropriate whatever I want. I wish I had a big, giant Indian headdress right now. I'd plop that thing on. If you're allowed to appropriate, let's get busy and start appropriating. Because the Biden administration says you're allowed to. So anyway, so he's blaming, he's blaming Trump for what happened. Because he said, you know what, for, for Trump, it's time for Trump to take responsibility for deregulation. First of all, he didn't deregulate squat. Didn't deregulate anything. Second of all, I love the follow-up to that. He says, so he calls upon the country. Pete Booty Judge calls upon the country and calls upon the Republican leadership and the former administration to call upon the country for deregulation, I mean, for new regulation. So he's calling upon the former Trump administration that hasn't been in power for 25 months to call upon the country for added regulation. He calls upon the country for added regulation, does Pete Buttigieg. And I love the follow-up. Why don't you just regulate then? He can regulate, he doesn't need a vote. He's the Department of Transportation. These people are so out of their league, so out of their element, they have no idea what to do. All they can do, their, their sole act of authority, their, their, their sole uh, measure that they can take is call upon others to call upon things. I call upon others to call upon. That's all he can do. If he wants added regulations, he can do it without a vote. Doesn't even say he need to send it through Congress. He's the, he's the head. He is the secretary of the Department of Transportation, and he's calling upon an administration that hasn't been in power for 25 months to call upon the country for added regulations. Just add them, Pete. Why don't you just do it? Because he doesn't know what to do. 
All he was was pothole Pete in, in Fort Wayne, Indiana. He has no idea what to do. All he can do is turn upon his, his Democratic Party playbook, which is political platitudes. That's all they have. And that's who's actually running the show in Palestine, Ohio. Make no mistake. It's not Mike DeWine who's a useless, soulless person lacking any dignity at all. You got Mike DeWine, COVID, caving, totalitarian monster in East Palestine, drinking water out of the faucet. Who knows where that's really looked up to, by the way. But he's drinking water out of the faucet, acting like he's done anything. Mike DeWine was part of the decision-making to light the vinyl chloride on fire. He's running from it now, but he was part of that decision-making. All right, so here we go. De- Dr. Jebra Fossey video. He's very busy. So here's the, here's the first attempt at an interview with Pete Buttigieg. Play for me. Mayor Pete, why did it take you an entire two and a half weeks to actually get here to respond to East Palestine? Will you apologize to the residents of this city for, for the, the, the slow response? To the government's slow response, do you have any apology? I'm press person, I can help you. Sure, I'm, I'm sure, sure, sure. So can, can, can we ask why it took him almost three weeks to get here? I, I'm sorry, I don't want to do this on camera. What was his personal time off while there was a tragedy happening to talk here? To you guys off and can camera? we also ask too why it, uh, you know, he waited until President Donald Trump came here to actually make an appearance? This is a very important question that people you, across America I'm would ha- like to I'm know. I'm happy to have a conversation with you. I do not want to be on camera. Uh, well, please put your camera. I'm sorry, we're on a public area, uh, so we are allowed as press. You guys, I would like you guys to turn your cameras off. You're not on my camera. Well, I'm on a camera. I would like your cameras to be off, and then I'm happy to talk to you guys. Well, if you're the press secretary of the secretary of the Department of Transportation, don't you think you should be able to ask questions from the American public that you serve? Absolutely. I would like to do it without the camera on. Can I ask why? I think that is a little bit aggressive. That's Why why is it aggressive? I'm, on I'm behalf happy. of the American people, I'm just asking why he has not been here until Donald Trump She's came. Asking. She's asking three several times for them to turn the cameras off, and they will not do it. Okay, well, she's been able to walk away. Would you like to go inside? I do not. I will walk this way. So can I ask what the secretary is going to do with the picture of Jenny Care? He took her the other day when he, she was asking a question in Washington, D.C. I'm happy to answer your questions. I would like you guys to not have your cameras on. I- so Pete Buttigieg is the Secretary of Transportation. So the, sec- the press secretary for the Secretary of Transportation does not want to be interviewed on camera. Who isn't on camera these days? Everybody's on camera. I mean, I just flew back and forth to Las Vegas. Aaron, was there a time where we weren't on camera? I don't think there ever was. Not a moment in the airport, in the hotel, maybe outside. I mean, maybe, I hope not in my bathroom. Oh, the sights they would have seen then. And, and the sounds they would have heard. However, outside of that, what are we not on camera? We're always on camera. And the press secretary for the Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, refuses to do an interview on camera. What sense does that make? It actually says that being on camera, having a camera anywhere near her is a, quote, little bit aggressive. So here we have next pick, Pete Buttigieg, member of the village people, 
There he is on the ground wearing a hard hat and a vest doing absolutely nothing while he receives death threats. Well, you know, I'm again, I'm just going by there. This is all going to come. He, he watch over the next couple of days. You'll hear pre, uh, transportation, transportation secretary Pete Buttigieg is receiving death threats from the people of East Palestine. Just watch. It's going to happen. Pete Buttigieg on the ground in East Palestine with his vest on, with his hard hat on, doing absolutely nothing. And by the way, they took a picture of him and he was surrounded by white people. There was one black guy out of about six of them. So he's actually going against his own verbiage that he put out earlier, about two weeks ago when he was refusing to go to East Palestine and was giving, putting out political platitude speeches about how you have construction going on in communities and the high-paying construction jobs were not being done by the people in the community. In other words, white people were doing them instead of black people doing them in black communities. But in this picture, all the people that were doing all the work were white with the exception of one. So Pete's going against, of course, his own political narrative because he can't ever live up to their own political narrative because they don't believe their own political narrative. That's just simply used to leverage power, as always. They don't believe in climate change as an an existential threat to their lives or yours. They don't believe that all white people are racist. They don't believe in gender or racial equity. They just use those. They don't believe in COVID. They don't believe in vaccinations. They don't believe in any of those things. They just use all of those things as political leverage. That's all that it's about. That's why they're all hypocrites, galactic hypocrites. All right, here we go. Matt Walsh video. I just wanted to show you who Peter Buttigieg is because here's his husband. Play it for me. All right. I pledge my heart. I my heart. To the rainbow. To the rainbow. Of the not so typical gay camp. Of the not so typical gay camp. One camp. One camp. Full of pride. Full of pride. Indivisible. Indivisible. With affirmation and equal rights for all. With affirmation and equal rights for all. Watch your heads. So if you are wondering why it is that Pete Buttigieg has absolutely no idea what to do. When, when you have a mass chemical spill and then a controlled release that is now causing af- acid rain. Put up that pic for me. Will, there you go. Just side, There you go. Chemical acid rain in Ohio. That car, by the way, is black. It's now been turned gray by Pete Buttigieg and the EPA, Regan, the EPA director, Regan. This is what has happened now in East Palestine. This is not from three weeks ago. And by the way, there's a reporter reporting into Steve Bannon's pandemic war room today, who was there on site and it was raining, and she said that it was burning her skin. That was actually not today, but yesterday. Absolute fact. And this is what it's looking like. And this, the, the video that I showed you before, all they care about is legalizing, not, not, just, not just legal, they already have gay marriage. They already have that. We, we, we've got that because we had a ridiculously stupid Supreme Court that decided to, to, make that, to make that the law of the land. We've got that. John Roberts being the, being the one who is, is totally and completely at fault for that, saying that elections have consequences. Well, okay, which, which makes absolutely no sense because the Supreme Court is supposed to make those sort of civil decisions, but they didn't. So you, here you have the reason why I showed you the video of Pete Buttigieg's husband is that's all that he cares about. And that's why he says, hey, Pete, what are you going to do? And all he can do is blame Donald Trump, who has in the Trump administration, that it hasn't been in power for 25 months, and then call upon the Trump administration to call for new regulations. Again, an administration that hasn't been in power for 25 months, when he could just simply regulate right now. Regulate. 
He can't because all he can talk about is gay pride and gay and uh, gay pride camps in various forms of, of equity, e- e- equality of outcome versus equality of opportunity. This country is a country of equality of opportunity, not equality of outcome. But that's all these people can talk about. And that's why they're so out of their element. They don't know how to compete. They don't know how to grind. They don't know how to improvise because they're equity people. Equality of outcome. No matter how stupid you are, same outcome as the smart person. No matter how uninformed you are, equal, equality of outcome as with the, the um, well-educated. That's why they don't know how to function. They're equity people. No consequence people. No sowing and reaping people. They have no idea. All right, let's go on to the next thing. I just wanted to show you this. To set this up as we, we go into, we're going to talk we're going to Ukraine and then vaccines. I wanted to show you really, this kind of just summarizes, summarizes what I'm always telling you. What is this all about? What, what is the world all about? What I mean by the world is the opposite of God. What is the world all about? We have not re- received the spirit that makes us a slave again to fear, but we received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry out, Abba, Father, we're the, we are of the Holy Ghost. You're a born-again believer. We're of the Holy Ghost. So we are of the Spirit of God. And then you have the Spirit of the world. We have not received the Spirit that makes us a slave again to fear of those things. We have not received the Spirit of the world. We've, the, we've received the Spirit who is from God. That's what, all, of, of course, that's Romans 8, 15, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse, 15, uh, verse 13. So I'm just, or actually verse 12. So those are that, that's what we're of. So we need to see who our opponent is because this is the antichrist spirit. That's our opponent. It's not the Democratic Party. Oh, Tom, you're going soft on Democrats. Not, not going soft on Democrats. They're tool boys and tool, tool girls of the antichrist spirit. The globalist left are tool boys and tool girls of the globalist left, of the antichrist spirit. So I'm not going soft on anything. Just, it's too small to say Democrats. It's even too small to say the globalist bourgeois leftist elite. It's all about God versus the Antichrist. The Holy Spirit versus the spirit of the Antichrist. That's what life is all about. Whether you believe that or not, it really doesn't matter because the book of Revelation is unfolding right before your very eyes. If you're watching this and you're a conservative, but you're not saved, you need to get saved now. Call upon Jesus for your own personal salvation. Be born again right now. Lord, forgive me of my sin. I turn from my sin. I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior and you're saved. But you gotta turn from your sin. Nobody preaches that anymore. And that's why there's a lot of Christians believing they're saved that aren't which I could spend the next three hours on, but I'm not going to do that. So this video, Pelham video, World Economic Forum plans to use smart devices on air conditioning, TVs, electric vehicles, so the state can take aggressive action and shut down when the grid is overloaded. Just a little summary, just a little piece of them leveraging you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by a tyrant. Play it for me, Will. The state took a very aggressive action to send out an emergency text message to all of the California cell phones, and instantaneously, 2,500 megawatts came off the system. We watched the load curve drop with a straight line, which told me and reaffirmed a, a hypothesis that I have 
that demand management with modern technology can be automated. We shouldn't have to send a text message. <laughs> it worked. But it you basically said, guys, switch off your aircon. Yeah, Stop it, boiling it a kettle. It was an emergency no message tea. that said, yes, please reduce your usage. Right. And Californians responded because they're good citizens. But what it says is that could be automated with smart devices, Wi-Fi communicating devices, and electric vehicles. Uh, as a power resource, bi-directional power resource back to the grid would be an, even an additional asset that was what I would refer to as anyways economics. People have already purchased the electric vehicle. It's an investment anyways, get its full value by putting its power back to the grid. And all of that can be automated. Technology can enable that. This is a technology that has never been available in all of our years of delivering energy and electricity in particular to the people of the world. We can now manage demand and have the right use at the right time, not just conserve, not just use less, but instead smooth out the demand curve and have distributed variable resources it can deliver. It will happen, and I'm very optimistic. All right, so there you go. Now, what, what is she saying there? Now, of course, it starts off as we're just texting the people of California and these wonderful citizens of California who vote for Gavin Newsom over and over again. These wonderful, wonderful citizens. And I know there's some good ones there. Some of are watching right now. I love you, and your, your elections are corrupt, so it's not necessarily that Gavin Newsom's so popular. He's just really popular. As they, he's very popular with vote manifestation machines in the middle of the night just printing ballots over and over again. He's real popular with them. But what she's saying here is right now what we do is if we are having a quote-unquote overload, which why would they ever have an overload in the United States of America? Why would, why would that be? You'd never have an overload if we had nuclear, of course. We know that, but I'll just leave that aside for a moment. Why, why would there ever be an overload at all? Because they're depending on wind and solar. So, of course, there's going to be an overload because wind and solar only work when the wind is blowing and the sun is out. So when the wind is not blowing and or the sun being out in any configuration there and then it all goes to the original grid, which hasn't been built up in years, as Gavin Newsom has said over and over again, we're going to switch off, off fossil fuels in 10 years from now. We'll be, we'll, as, as Joe Biden even said in the State of the Union address, 10 years, 10 years from now, we won't have to use fossil fuels anymore, whatever. They never actually get off of fossil fuels. They depend on, listen, I'm going to tell you this, the truck that is pulling the tr another truck out of the ditch is the superior truck, period. And it always comes back to fossil fuels. Whenever the others fail and they feel go fail galactically, as they did in uh, two winters ago in Texas, where suddenly there was no wind power. Well, of course there's no wind power because there's no wind. Cause people to freeze, cause water pipes to burst all over Dallas. In Texas, in Texas of all places, why in the world is anybody in Texas ever selling their land to be used for a wind farm? Ever. You should stand and say absolutely not. But back to the video. Uh, all the electric cars are over. Oh, yeah, that's right. Thank you, Aaron. This is what I it, that, That's actually extremely, that's totally true because he's talking, he's hearkening as my, I'm pointing over here that, I'm pointing over here, that's Aaron. The producer's standing right over there. Allah's sitting right next to him as well. Who's flipping all the slides. But that was a new, that was actually, a, a, a tweet and a, a news article that what's causing power grid overloads in California is electric cars. So just hearkening, just thinking about it, which I'm going way off task here, but just hearkening back to this whole thing, 
If electric cars are the answer for not using fossil fuels, then why are they overloading the fossil fuel plants, natural gas, oil, and coal-fired plants that are actually charging the batteries of the electric cars, the batteries which use to, to, to process, to mine, to manufacture the batteries, use way more fossil fuels than your car will, and I believe it's 15 to 20 years. So how does this make any sense? It's never meant to make sense. It's meant for people to destroy themselves through lack of knowledge. Hosea 4, 6. No, no, no. People say, oh, you look at me, save the planet by plugging in my electric car. You're an idiot. You're a stupid idiot. The same stupidity that caused people to quarantine themselves for months at a time when they're completely healthy. Put masks on and take a vaccination for a 0.1% death rate. A virus with a 0.1% death rate. But what she's saying in the video here is, you know, right now when we're having an overload from all of our electric cars, she didn't say that part. She says, we just send a text out to everybody. Do not get smart devices in your home. Garage door openers, cameras, where you can, oh, look at look how innovative I am. I can control my air conditioning from Walmart. That's what they want you to do. And why do you need to control your air conditioning from Walmart? Well, look, it's 75 now, and by the time I get home, I'd like it to be 74. Anything coming into this thing can go out. Anything going out can come back in. This is what they want you to do. That way, again, and I know that I say this all the time, and just so you know, it's on purpose. It's to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by a tyrannical government or a tyrant. If you are, if you are on the grid, you are, you know what? And we all are on the grid. That's why you don't want an electric car because at least your car right now is run on gas. At least you have a full tank right now, potentially. If you have an electric car, they can just decide we're going to turn you off. That's the point of all of this. And she says right now they send, just like Joe Biden said, he would never make vaccinations mandated until he mandated them to the entire federal government and every employer with more than 100 employees and every contractor for the federal government, which just encompasses millions and millions of people, including our entire military. And who knows what's going to happen? Wait till we get the vaccine portion tonight. Who knows what's going to happen with our military? But right now they're having an overload, let's say in California, which how is the allegedly the most advanced state in the union, which of course I don't agree with. Florida's way better. Texas is way better. South Dakota's way better. And numerous others are way better than California, way bigger, Georgia, Tennessee. Every other state that doesn't have rolling brownouts and blackouts is better than California because California is the only state that has rolling brownouts and blackouts. So you see, you actually see the agenda unfolding right before your very eyes. If you go to the country of South Africa, where some of the most innovative geniuses ever, Elon Musk being one of them, have come from. It's a third world country now. Third world country. I'm talking about innovations in medicine and and technology and numerous other things have come out of South Africa. It's a third world country. They have eight hours, eight hours of electricity per day. Believe me, I just spoke to two South Africans. They told me eight hours a day. That's what they have over electricity. So when you follow the ESG agenda, environmental, social, never forget the last one, governance. 
Whenever you follow the ESG manifesto, which is as equally as, as evil as anything Stalin or Hitler ever wrote, then you get what that manifesto promises. Gavin Newsom never is without electricity, never is without guns around him, never without transportation, never without a plane, never without a gas-guzzling, fossil fuel-guzzling SUV and his motorcade of 50 cars. He is never without it. Remember, he was saying that you weren't allowed to travel on the state's dime to COVID, to non-COVID regulated states like Florida. And then he was caught traveling on the state's dime to either Idaho, Montana, or Wyoming. Can't remember which one. He's never governed by his own dictates. And that's what this is what you'll, you'll always see. The bourgeois leftist elitist subjugating you and submitting you, never having to be subjugated or submitted themselves, ever. That's why you don't put their masks on. You don't take their vaccines. You don't buy their electric cars. Well, you know, I like the electric car. It's quiet. Who cares? I like the electric car. It doesn't, it doesn't put out fossil fuels into the air. While it's running, while it's running, that would be a correct assumption to a degree, which by the way, it's still warming the earth and it still is putting out emissions. And in totality, it's using as much or more fossil fuels in its development and the power that it takes to charge the battery than the car itself. In California, she's saying, we just text all of our wonderful citizens and we tell them we're having a brownout right now. So you need to lower your electric. Do you want to live in a country like that? Right now, there are requests. Just like Joe Biden's vaccine, he'll never, he'll never mandate vaccination. We're requesting that everyone take a vaccine. He's like Barack Obama, if you liked your doctor, you can keep your doctor right before he took away your doctor. So they're requesting it now. But if you have anything hooked up to a smart device, if you have smart device, what would, what would be the verbiage here? If you have an air conditioning controlled by a smart device, smart home, you have any, any element of your home that's a smart home, your garage door, they can just not choose not to let you open your garage. Just they'll just turn up your air conditioning themselves. You don't think that's coming? That what they want us to be more than anything else is China. So I just set that up. Now let's go to Ukraine. Just to show you, what does Ukraine have to do? This Ukraine is as much about the strategy to leverage you into a one world commerce system as COVID-19 and vaccinations and climate change and the transgender agenda and the gun grabbing agenda. All those are to leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point where they control all the product. So they then control the consumer and they control the consumer's access to all the product. That's the point of all of this. I don't believe that, Tom. You're sounding like some sort of right-wing conspiracy. No, I'm a Bible reader. You, you can say out loud if you want, I don't believe the Bible. That's fine. And you know what? Credit to you. Because most Christians don't believe the Bible, but they never say it out loud because they don't have the guts to do it. Say what you believe or say what, don't be like Andy Stanley. You know, the Bible's not true. The Bible's not factual. The Bible's not scientific, but I, I follow the Bible, Bible's precepts. What, how does that make any sense? It doesn't. Why would you follow the precepts of something that's not true, you stupid idiot? And yes, I just called another pastor a stupid idiot, just like Paul called for Christian leaders to have their nuts lopped off. Yes, fact, read the Bible. 
Try the Bible instead of the mass-produced, lukewarm, watered-down tripe that's preached in 99.9% of all churches globally that masked, locked down, and will drive their electric cars and will gladly allow the government to turn their air conditioning off and their air conditioning on, their, air, their lights on, their lights off, all in the name of love and compassion. A love and compassion that doesn't exist with Yahweh, Jesus, or the Holy Ghost, but a love and compassion that they've made up in their own mind because they're so spineless and they're so scared to be called names from the world. But the Ukraine is just just as much a part of this as anything else because this Ukraine war has caused a global fuel shortage and a global food shortage. That's the point of it all because if you control the product, you control the consumer. Red Voice Media Video. Here, Russia has lost. Mark Milley. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the number one military advisor to the President of the United States, has declared that Russia, we just heard, we just heard Kamala Harris on Tuesday claim that Russia has committed, was now our war criminals, crimes against humanity, and now Millie, this is, this is a couple weeks old, Millie claims that Russia's already lost. As we're sending, as we just signed up for billions and billions and billions more to the Ukraine, why are we sending billions and billions more if Russia lost three weeks ago or two weeks ago whenever I got this video? Why, were we, why are we signing another aid package? And why is it that Ukraine is out of bullets? How do you send, we're a hundred bill in. Hundred billion. Russia has spent 80 billion on the war. Russia has. We've spent a hundred billion on the war. We've spent more than the entire European Union combined on the war. Just to, to make sure that all of Hunter Biden's tracks and Joe Biden's tracks and James Biden's tracks are all burnt to the ground inside of China so nobody could ever know. To make sure Metabiota, which was owned partially by Hunter Biden, which sent all kinds of money and who knows what else to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, told you it's all linked together when you have Ukraine labs sending money and probably gain of function research materials to Wuhan Institute of Virology, funded by Hunter Biden's Metabiota. Got to make sure all those records are burnt to the ground. Head of Pravda Bank, make sure you arrest him because he was sending the 80 grand a month to Hunter Biden and funding Volodymyr Zelensky. You're like, why would he be arrested? Because Volodymyr Zelensky is being paid off. Billions and billions of dollars. And yes, he's arresting now his own friends to cover for Biden. Biden is being extorted by both Voldemar Zelensky and China. And China is controlling both Russia, well, sending funds to Russia and controlling Ukraine through their Belt and Road Initiative, sending billions. We send billions to Ukraine. China sends billions to Ukraine. China buys all of Russia's fuel along with India. Like, how can that all be? I thought people were enemies. Yeah, there are, there are enemies. Listen, Zelensky's in on it. Zelensky's in on this war. He, he's not in danger. We all saw the video this week of our helpless applesauce-sucking president walking across with an air raid siren going off. You ever notice, and this is from Dan Bongino, former Secret Service agent for a decade was both a Secret Service, uh, Secret Service agent on the presidential detail for Barack Hussein Obama and George W. Bush. And I believe a small part, part of the Clinton administration. So I, he was obviously longer than 10 years. I can't remember. I think it was 15 years. I, I can't remember. But anyway, lots of years. So he was on the detail and he watched the video. When the air raid siren goes off, everybody watched it. Tonight. I don't want to show it again because everybody's already seen it. 
When the air raid siren goes off, watch the Secret Service agents. Watch them. Well, do they do anything? They do absolutely nothing. You know why? Because they were briefed before the applesauce sucker went out. They were briefed and said, hey, you know what? Just don't, don't get alarmed. An air raid siren's going to go off. Prior to that, there hadn't been an air raid siren heard for five days. And where was Russia's air? Where was the, air, where was the airplanes in the sky? Where were the, where, did anybody hear any, any bombs hit the ground? Uh, no, just an air raid siren right when the applesauce sucker comes out. But the, so we're sending billions, and every day there's a new, and I, I know I'm exaggerating by saying every day, but it feels like every day, uh, well, it's kind of like every day. It's an exaggeration, but it's, it's all the time. Janet Yellen just came out and said, we're pledging another, I don't remember, 10 billion to the Ukraine. But he, Billy says that we won already. Play it for me, Will. Russia has lost. They've lost strategically, operationally, and tactically. And they are paying an enormous price on the battlefield. But until Putin ends his war of choice, the international community will continue to support Ukraine with the equipment and capabilities it needs to defend itself. Through this group, we are collectively supporting Ukraine's ability to defend its territory, protect its citizens, and liberate their occupied areas. So the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff says that Russia has lost. It's a little cut off at the beginning, but that's what he said. Russia has lost, but yet we still can send, are still sending Ukraine billions and billions and billions of dollars. Why are we sending them billions and billions and billions of dollars if Russia has already lost? Russia hasn't lost. Russia is mounting a giant offensive. Sounds like, Tom, you're rooting for Russia. Not rooting for anybody. I didn't root for anybody when it was Iraq versus Iran either. Iraq was horrible. Iran was horrible. I rooted for no one. Now when you have Ukraine, who is run by a totalitarian, and, and we're fighting for Ukraine in the name of democracy when they're not a democracy. That sounds like, you know, let's take a vaccine to stop, to stop transmission and infection using a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission and infection. Call, let's go fight for democracy in a country that's not a democracy. See how it's all the same? It's all exactly the same. It all makes absolutely no sense. And the only people that don't know it is about 80% of the population. True. Me and you, we know it. We know it and inform as many people as you can. Listen, just burn your relationships to the ground. I'm telling you, send them my stuff. Burn your relationships, come to Foundation Church. Just forget it, they're they're stupid anyway. Send them the stuff. Hopefully, maybe they'll learn. They'll be shocked into learning. Here's what's really happening in Ukraine. A Patrick Henningsen video. Zelensky is running press gangs around Ukraine, grabbing teenagers, sending them to die in the trenches at Donbass. Play it for me. So that's what's really happening. He's not some, he's not some, you know, lover of democracy. He, he's not some sort of just, you know, bo- just a bourgeois sort of just, uh, just lets things go sort of left. He's not, he's not, he's, a, he's an absolute totalitarian authoritarian rounding up teenagers and forcing them to go to war in the Dumbass. And I could, and listen, there's countless videos uh, showing that we have no idea where our money is going. We have, we, we're supporting the Ossoff Battalion, which is not Ukrainian Nazis. They're just Nazis, 
Under, and that's where our money's going. We were the only country, us and what was one other, there was one other, we were the only one along with one other country that refused to denounce, was it Ukraine? It was, yeah, it was the United States and Ukraine. Thank you, Aaron. Who refused to denounce Nazism and support Nazism on the UN floor to refuse to fund any Nazism globally. We're the only ones along with Ukraine. So Ukraine and the United States were the only ones to swear off funding Nazis. We're the only ones to not swear off funding Nazis. Ukraine and the United States on the UN floor were the only ones to not swear off funding Nazis. Thank you, Biden administration. And there's only a Biden administration because of all the COVID caving Christians uh, that, that legitimized a fraudulent election and allowed it to ever happen. Never needed to happen. And just to sew it all together, look at this. This is the profile. What's it called, Aaron? Profile page? Yeah, bio from Twitter from Mike DeWine. It's Mike DeWine, who has a major part, of course, in leading what's happening in Palestine, Ohio. Just look where he's at. This is not this is not from two years ago. This is this is basically today. I pulled this like last week. That's what the Mike see, they're all together. Mike DeWine, who forced his citizens to vaccinate, forced his citizens to mask, forced his citizens to lock down. Of course, what else does he like? He loves the Ukraine war. Because they're all in it together. Mike DeWine has way more in common with Joe Biden than Donald Trump. Yet he keeps getting elected by Republicans inside of Ohio. How does that, have you ever seen Mike DeWine? How does that, have you ever listened to him talk? He's a spineless little worm lacking all human dignity. He'll do whatever his puppet masters tell him to do. And by the way, his puppet masters, his puppet masters are the Democratic Party, not the Republican Party. And if anything, you want to make it bigger, he's a globalist, leftist, bourgeois elitist. That's who Mike DeWine is. He is a man walking around with an R in front of his name who's really a D, and a D in more than one way. You're welcome. All right, let's go to the next one, Will. Chuck Cholesterol tweet. Breaking report, Russia calls on U.N. Security Council to investigate Nord Stream pipeline attack. Good. Re- listen, again, I'm not rooting for Russia. I'm not rooting for Ukraine. They're both author- dictatorships, authoritarian dictatorships, run by the bourgeois left- leftist globalist elite. And, and remember what the former prime minister, who's also a leftist, said about the Biden administration. Both Zelensky and Putin were at the table. We're done. We don't want the war. All that had to happen was Joe Biden saying that he agreed and he refused to agree. And then lo and behold, Russia blows up its number one income source on the freaking globe. Germany is the largest country in the European Union. Nord Stream went directly from Russia, bypassing Ukraine into Germany. Their number one income producing country mechanism on the globe is the Nord Stream 2, which Russia blew up. There's three lines underwater. Two out of the three have been blown up. Russia blew them up. No, Joe Biden blew them up. Joe Biden blew them up. So he can perpetuate this war for forever. He can actually make Germany now dependent on the United States for natural gas. That's what it's all about. It's all about that the agenda that I'm telling you, it is all about that. They can they paint it with various things that people don't want to say things against. We're fighting for democracy where there is no democracy. We're doing this for your health, even though there's no threat to your health on a statistical level. 
It's like I said about with the, with the virus. The virus is just like a dog. How many of you are terrified of dogs? I know there's a few people, maybe even that are watching, that are terrified of dogs because you were attacked by a dog. How many dogs attack people? How many dogs kill people? You don't treat every dog like it's a killer of humanity. Just like you don't treat every virus that way. You don't treat all inclement weather that way. We just had a Cat 5 hurricane blow right through this building that I'm standing in right now. It didn't come through it. It went over and around it and nearly destroyed a $4 million worth of damage. The building I'm in right now. I don't treat now everything, every, every little bit of rain that comes out of the sky. Oh, run for your lives. Because not every storm is a threat. That's, that's their whole, you, I talked about earlier in the show, their MO. We're not being ignorant of their devices. They take something that statistically very rarely kills anybody and blow it up and say it always kills people and then offer your solution to that problem that, that, where there is no problem. They offer you to a solution to a problem that doesn't exist. That's what they always do. That's what the Ukraine is. But I'm glad that Russia, Russia, why would Russia, if they blew up their own Nord Stream pipeline, which makes economically zero sense, why if they blew it up, would they be calling for an investigation? If Russia's basically saying, you know what? Carte blanche, go investigate it. We'll help you investigate it. We'll get you down there to investigate it. Do whatever you want to do. We want to know what happened. Is that what a murderer does? You know what? I'm just going to, hey, let me, whatever I can do to help the police as a serial killer. Absolutely not. So I'm so glad that Russia's calling for it because you know what? Joe Biden blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. We all know it. He knows it. We know it. He knows that we know. Let's go to the next one. Just some math. This is a John Cordillo tweet. John Cordillo, one of my favorite people on Twitter. Follow him. I couldn't put his name on there because I couldn't fit all the stats in if I did. So here's just some math on the Ukraine scam, which is what it is. It's simply to cause a food and fuel shortage so the World Economic Forum and the globalist bourgeois leftist elite, CCP and the PLA, can all swoop in with their solutions. The solutions will be mass control of you, to put it very simplistically. I'll get more specific later. Our GDP is $23.3 trillion, and our defense spending is $1.9 trillion, about 8 to 9%. Ukraine's GDP is $200 billion. So our GDP, what our society, not what we bring in in taxes. That's $5, five trillion per year. That's our taxes. And every year we go a trillion dollars in debt. $31.5 trillion in debt will be $32 trillion in debt before. We were less than a trillion in debt 23 years ago in 2000. The, the, the absolute criminals when it comes to debt, George W. Bush, Barack Hussein Obama, and even Donald Trump. Way the debt went through the roof, mainly with Obama and Bush, and Donald Trump was leveraged into doing it because he was afraid to come against the COVID narrative. We got to send, we got to spend trillion, we spent six trillion on COVID response, a 0.1% post-infection death virus. Six trillion and more since Biden has taken office. And it costs Donald Trump's own failure when it comes to response cost in the election. Tom, what are you, anti-Trump? No, I love Trump. I just showed a bunch of pro-Trump videos in the pregame. I got pro-Trump videos, I believe, in the postgame. I love Trump. I love him and DeSantis. They need to fight it out in the, in the primaries. Primaries are good things. Let them fight it out. But that, those, are, those are the people that caused And When I say criminal, I don't mean literally criminal. I just mean they're the ones who caused it. So our, what we bring in per year is 23 trillion. You always hear the Democrats say, what we need to do to solve our debt crisis that we have caused 
on purpose and will continue to cause as we print money every, every day and leverage our debt through the Federal Reserve. But anyway, who just buying our debt over and over again. You know, as, as, as we do that, you know, we bring in $23 trillion per year. Just keep in mind, they always say, you know, we're going we're gonna to tax the rich more. The rich are worth $4 trillion in the United States. $4 trillion. Whether it's Warren Buffett, Zuckerberg, Bezos, all the ones you could put, Elon Musk, they're worth $4 trillion. And you're somehow, you're going to do tax them. If you, and that's if they, I'm talking about, I'm talking about asset confiscation. If you confiscate Amazon, if you, if you confiscate Facebook and Tesla, I don't know what Warren Buffett owns, whatever all that he owns, confiscate Walmart. It's not worth anything but $4 trillion out of our $32 trillion debt. They're insane. Again, it makes no sense, right? Just like vaccinate yourself to stop transmission infection, using a vaccination that doesn't stop trans- transmission infection. Go fight for democracy in Ukraine. When there is no democracy in Ukraine, makes absolutely no sense. What's that, Aaron? Warren Buffett owns Berkshire and Hathaway Inc. Hathaway Inc. There you go. Yeah, real estate, real estate company. There you go. He he leverages out and buys other stuff. I don't know what that's currently what he has. So anyway, we bring we make in this country about twenty three trillion dollars per year, and our defense spending is about one point nine trillion out of our. You know, every year we bring in about five trillion dollars in taxes, and Joe Biden is spending seven trillion of the five trillion that makes no sense of course it makes again i can use my examples over again over again of course it makes no sense and while he's doing that he says that he's lowering the debt and deficit i know ukraine's gdp is 200 billion and we've given them 770 billion for defense so we just spent we spend to basically govern and protect the world Germany has no army. I mean, again, they do, but they, their armies, and all these people, when I say they have no army, I mean in comparison to China and Russia, their number one threats, mainly China. Germany has no army. And when I say army, I mean military. It's just easier to say. Germany has no army. France has no army. Spain has no army. England has no army. Canada has no army. None of them have anything. We're the, we're the military for all of those countries. And, when we, and, and, and in doing that, we spend about $1.9 trillion, about 8, 8 or 9% of our budget. In the Ukraine, we're, we're, they, they spend, uh, back to that second part, Ukraine's GDP is $200 billion, and we've given them around $70 billion defense. So we're upping their defense budget 30, we're 33%. We spend 8 to 9% of our budget on the military, they are now, because of the infusion of cash, are spending 33% of their budget on the military. Well, they're being invaded by, oh, yeah, they're being invaded by one army, and we're, we, our military protects the entire globe. You know, let's show you a map of every, every base that the United States maintains around the world. Russia's entire global defense budget, remember ours is basically two trillion, easier to say. Our defense budget is two trillion per year. Russia's entire global defense budget is eighty-four billion. How much? How much? Eighty-four billion. Now, how much is one trillion? One trillion is two one thousand millions. Look how much they spend. Eighty-four billion, which isn't even a tenth of a trillion. We spend two trillion. 
Russia's entire defense budget is $84 billion. So we've subsidized Ukraine's defense budget to 90% of Russia's. 90%. Those are the numbers. Absolute ridiculousness. In the name of defending democracy, a democracy that does not exist. So you had Biden show up there with its air raid, his air raid siren. Now, again, you've heard me say this for the past couple of weeks. I didn't say it at all this week or even late last week. I don't think I even said it last week. If you are going to be a totalitarian, you've got to have two people. You've got to have two people. doesn't matter what their name's of. You've got to have the spirit of two people. If you're going to be a totalitarian, you've got to have a Goebbels and you've got to have a Mangala to do experimentation on human beings. You have to. If you're going to be a totalitarian, if you're going to be a, a Mao, then you've got to have a Goebbels media, a Pravda propagandist media. That just spout, they're, they're not media, they're not reporters, they're just transcribers. They're just transcribing that which they're told by the ruling elite, which are always leftist globalists. And, and of course, Adolf Hitler was a leftist, not a rightist, not a right winger. So if you're going to be a totalitarian, you're going to be a Hitler, you're going to be a Stalin, you're going to be a Mao, you're going to be a Pol Pot, Nicholas Maduro, anybody you want to name, then you've got to have a Goebbels, you've got to have a propagandist media, and you've got to have some whack job doing experiments on human beings. Is that not happening right now with Xi Jinping? Yeah, they're doing, they're doing, they're removing people's organs, you know, right now from Uyghur Muslims. They're raping them, doing experimentations upon them. They have trains full, they've got their hands, they're, they're, they're blindfolded or sacks over their heads, blindfolded, zip-tied hands behind their back, in trains. See, it's always the same. Isn't that what happened in 1930s and 1940s Germany to the Jews? Yeah, of course. Because the demons are the same. Demons are eternal. Eventually, they'll be cast into the lake of fire. Revelation 20, verse 11. They will, verse 20, I mean, chapter 20, verse 15. Revelation 20, 15. They'll be cast into the lake of fire at some point. But even then, they'll burn for eternity. Your soul is eternal. Angels are eternal. Of course, God Almighty is eternal. And so are devils. They all, will all live for forever somewhere. Narrow is the way if you find it. Most will live in hell. Matthew 23, 13 and 14. So Biden goes over there. The air raid sirens go off. So now you've got to have, we already have Mengele going on here. His name, of course, is, is Anthony Fauci. Of course, we got Mengele in China, the people doing the experiments on the Uyghur Muslims. Of course, you had Adolf Hitler and the actual Mengele doing experimentation on people. That's the way it always Bill Gates doing experimentations on people, paralyzing 496,000 kids in India to the place where he's no longer allowed to enter the country in his private jet while, while he goes out and propagandizes climate change. So you have, so Biden shows up, of course, in Ukraine, which by the way, how are you able to show up in Ukraine with this big war going on? Because the only people that are actually actually part of this war is the middle class and the lower class. They're the only ones that are conducting this war, this war in Ukraine. Tom, people are dying. I agree. People are dying. Just like people are dying, you know, people are dying in copious amounts, I believe millions from the vaccines. People are dying. But who's causing them to die? And why are they dying? We need to look at that. Not just, we need to do everything because people are dying. They're dying in a war that both the perpetrators of the war, Volodymyr Zelensky and Vladimir Putin, agreed to never go into until Joe Biden goaded them into it by refusing to sign off on peace treaties that were actually put into place by the former prime minister of Israel. And he's publicly come out and said it. It was done. It was finished. So Biden shows up there. They falsely put out this air raid. So it looks like he's some sort of heroic figure. And there's absolutely no threat to him. Zelensky flies all over the globe. There's no threat in the middle of a war. 
So you have to then, then after this, to make it look right, you have to have a Goebbels. Here they are. Play for me. Joe Biden has put solidarity ahead of his own personal safety. Air raid sirens and no real guarantee of security. As air raid sirens blared. This was incredibly dramatic, Andrea. It was historic as well. Historic, timely, and brave. The first American president to go to a war zone with no U.S. military presence for security on the ground. Uh, American presidents have made dramatic trips before Nixon to China, Kennedy, Reagan to the Berlin Wall, and presidents have visited U.S. troops in war zones, but never like this. To find uh, a day of this kind of presidential bravery in a war zone, you've got to go all the way back to 1864. With Biden's trip uh, to Europe, you know, he is he is welcomed as not only the, the frankly, the savior of Ukraine, but also the savior of Europe as a whole. It's historic. It's the first time that a U.S. president has gone into an active war zone that the U.S. military does not have control over. And against all odds, um, it was successful. The continuing threat quite literally sounding all around the two leaders. The skies here are not safe. And in fact, an air raid siren went off while President Biden was here. Seeing the American president there walking the streets of Kiev while air raid sirens literally sounded in that moment about possible incoming fire from Russia. The wail of an air raid siren. Air raid sirens wailing in the background, seemingly undeterred by an air raid siren. Undeterred by the sound of air sirens. President Biden's ability with his aviators on to walk through in broad daylight in Kyiv. The swagger of this trip, not just the, 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 the execution, the secrecy, but the swagger of it on display on the street. So there you go. Now, a very interesting part of this, and I'm going to try to get Yeah, Thank you, Aaron. Uh, Let me just play this for you real quick, and then I'm going to show you what somebody who's actually been deployed in warfare has to say. Play for me. In fact, an air raid siren went off while President Biden was here. Seeing the America walking the streets of Kiev while air raid sirens literally sounded in that moment about possible incoming fire from Russia. There you go. Now, here's the thing I want to now the the person who's. Well, Aaron's doing. Aaron's the producer, and his 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 assistant is Will. Now, Will, I'm not going to give you his last name. Will has was actually deployed in a war zone, fought in a war. Now he's giving me his commentary on the side. How long Will, were you deployed in a, into a war zone? How long were you there? He was six months, and where was it? Iraq. Six months in Iraq. Okay, six months in Iraq. Now here's Will's commentary upon listening and watching this video. Now, here, now let's watch. Now here, now the air raid sirens going off. Look at everybody scramble for cover. Oops, nobody's scrambling for cover. That will told me that if you're in a war zone and an air raid siren goes off, people scramble for cover. They run for cover. They find a real, not a Democratic Party, a real safe space. They go and find a place to be safe. Nobody's moving here. Where the Secret Service isn't moving. The air raid siren's right here. The air raid siren's going off. Nobody's moving. So we all know that it's fake. We all know it's fake. All right, let's go to this next thing here. I'm going to try to get some vaccine stuff here in a second. But I have to show you this. And again, I'll be accused. But you see, I'm, I'm past worrying about what some baby butchering, COVID caving, five times vaccinated loser has to say about me. Doesn't matter. They're going to call me xenophobic, racist, misogynist, uh, whatever. I mean, science denier, conspiracy theorist, uh, whatever the, you know, male chauvinist pig, whatever. They're going to call me whatever transphobic. They're going to call me whatever it is they want to call me. None of that matters to me. Tom, you could actually be pulled off of social media. None of that matters to me. 
What, what matters to me is me being able to look God in the eye and say, you know what, God, I told the truth. If I have a big audience, I have a big audience. If I have a small audience, I have a small audience. Now, here's Vladimir Putin. See if he sounds more American than Joe Biden. Now, it's, it's translated on the bottom, but it's a short video. See if he sounds more American than Joe Biden. Play it for me, Will. Извращают исторические факты, не прекращают нападки на нашу культуру, на русскую православную церковь, другие традиционные религиозные организации нашей страны. Посмотрите, что они делают со своими собственными народами. Разрушение семьи, культурной и национальной идентичности, извращение, издевательство над, над детьми вплоть до педофилии объявляются нормой, нормой их жизни. А священнослужители, священников принуждают благословлять однополые браки. Да Бог с ними пускай, что хотят, то и делают. Что здесь хочется сказать? Взрослые люди имеют право жить, как хотят. Мы к этому так и относились в России и всегда к этому будем так относиться. Никто в частную жизнь не вторгается, и мы не собираемся этого делать. Но хочется им сказать, но посмотрите, извините меня, священное писание, главные книги всех других мировых религий. Там все сказано, в том числе то, что семья – это союз мужчины и женщины. Но и эти… Но и эти священные тексты подвергаются сейчас сомнению. Но вот, как стало известно, англиканская церковь, например, планирует, планирует, правда, пока только еще, рассмотреть идею гендерно-нейтрального Бога. Что скажешь? Прости, Господи, не ведают, что творят. Миллионы людей на Западе понимают, что их ведут к настоящей духовной катастрофе. Элиты, ну, прямо надо сказать, просто сходят с ума, и это, похоже, уже не лечится. Но это их проблема, как я уже сказал. А мы обязаны защитить наших детей. И мы сделаем это. Защитим наших детей от деградации и вырождения. So who was it that shut down the Orthodox Church inside of Ukraine? That would be Volodymyr Zelensky, not Vladimir Putin. Who arrested all of his political opponents? Volodymyr Zelensky, not Vladimir Putin. Who, who was it that shut down all, all, all opposition media inside of Ukraine. That would be Volodymyr Zelensky, not Vladimir Putin. Tom, you're a Putin fan? No, I'm not a Putin fan at all. I'm not a Putin fan at all. He, he's just as much, uh, you know, a totalitarian authoritarian as Volodymyr Zelensky. But why are we going and fighting for Volodymyr Zelensky, who's a totalitarian authoritarian? They're both thugs. I think Zelensky is the worst thug. Zelensky loves gender equity. He's, put, he's actually legislating gender equity, trans equity into his culture in the middle of this quote unquote war. He's actually issuing and legislating leftist narratives and leftist agendas inside of Ukraine. Trans being one of them and equity being another. And I love what he says here. Who, who, who is, who's forcing gay marriage? Who's forcing churches? Who is it? Now you look, that hasn't happened in the United States. Well, they definitely, the cake maker, the baker is still on trial. When did that even start happening? That was before the Trump administration. 
He's still fighting for his life because he refused to put a gay image on a cake. He didn't even refuse to make a cake for the gay marriage. He could made them a cake. He would have give, given them a cake. He refused to put pro-gay imagery on the cake. So who's forcing gay marriage? Vladimir Putin or Joe Biden? Who's forcing? Who is forcing equity, whether it's equity for homosexuals, transgenders, or any sort of, of, of you know, there has to be this uh, gender, uh, you know, gender equity, trans equity, homosexual equity. What do I mean? There has to be, you heard it from Corinne Jean-Pierre. We have this many homosexuals uh, in the cabinet. We have this many people identifying as women on the cabinet. We have this many people identifying as this ethnic race on the, commi- on, on the, uh, on the cabinet. Who's forcing these things? Voldemort, I mean, uh, Vladimir Putin or Joe Biden? Who sounds more like an American? Vladimir Putin, the one who's allegedly the author of everything evil according to the left, they're the ones who, who colluded, collusion that never happened. It, you know, the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation, that never happened. So there's the epitome of evil sounding far more like George Washington than Joe Biden ever has. And I'm not a fan of Vladimir Putin. He's the thug, Zelensky's a thug. Therefore, I'm not going to participate in their fight. Period. It's the way that it is. All right, so let's look at this one. Just very brief here. Lawyer for Law's video. Lindsey Graham on Ukraine. Here's the globalist swamp cesspool stance on Ukraine. Play for me, Will. I like the structural path we're on here. As long as we help Ukraine with the weapons they need and the economic support, they will fight to the last person. (laughs) Lindsey Graham wants everybody but himself to fight to what could you honestly think that Lindsey Graham could walk a half a mile? See, I mean, really, right now, Lindsey Graham, put on your sweatsuit. I don't want to picture him in anything more than a very baggy sweatsuit. Lindsey, go out. I'll make it down. I'll, I'll make it easy. Walk a quarter of a mile, one lap around a track. He couldn't do any of those things. But yet he wants everybody but himself, his friends, and his family, and his friends are all Democrats. They're the ones that they all need to fight to the death, to the last man. He's all for it. I want everybody to fight to the last man, says Lindsey Graham. He never does a freaking thing. He's never defending himself. He's surrounded by guns. He does nothing. Nobody in his family has done anything. He doesn't do anything. All he does is start wars. It's all that he does. And I've got an entire, uh, entire, uh, like I keep calling them dossiers, but I have an entire, you know, presentation about Lindsey Graham's involvement and John McCain's involvement in Ukraine. Maybe I'll do it on Saturday night. Depends on what new stuff comes up. But I've got, I've got a whole collection, a whole, just a whole collection of things to show you on that. All right, let me get to vaccines. COVID vaccine injuries video. This stuff is absolutely startling just absolutely startling naomi wolf talking here naomi wolf who is a was a committed leftist i don't know where she stands politically but has been dead on just like uh robert kennedy jr has been dead on about COVID vaccines and everything on the agenda behind all those things so fi- this is a COVID vaccine injuries video the cdc fda and pfizer claimed the COVID vaccine was safe for pregnant women i pre- i repeat the united states government Joe Biden, his administration, Rochelle Walensky, Anthony Fauci, 
the NIH, the NIAID, FDA, and CDC all claimed that the COVID vaccine was safe for pregnant women. Here's the stats, though. Play it for me. The injection they knew causes damage to your leukocytes. What are leukocytes? They're your white blood cells, which are instrumental to your immune response. Um, So one of our doctors wrote a a very serious uh, report, um, which has gotten the attention of people who work with HIV patients, uh, because, of course, if you're immunocompromised, you really need to know. Well, if you're a human being, you need to know that the injections damage your immune response. Um, Okay, Pfizer and the FDA and the CDC and the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology claimed that the vaccine was safe and effective for pregnant women. And I will also never forget badgering Apoorva Mandavili, the COVID reporter at the New York Times on Twitter. She kept saying this and I kept saying, where are the data? I don't see the data. And I'm a, I'm a reporter on women's health issues and you know reproductive health issues. I couldn't find any studies on pregnant women showing or, or pregnant mammals showing that they were safe. So the claims that they were safe were based on a Pfizer study of 44 French rats. They followed the rats for 44 for 42 days. Then they didn't even let the baby rats be born to see if they were okay. They autopsied the rat fetuses and decided they were okay. And on the basis of that, they announced that the vaccine was safe and effective for pregnant women. They didn't check pregnant women's babies. They didn't check if the babies were able to thrive. They didn't check birth weight. They didn't check cognition. They didn't check all the things that can go wrong in pregnancy in human females. In fact, pregnant women were excluded from the trials. As, you know, If they had a positive pregnancy test, they were excluded. More about that later. But the point is, it was just this rat study However, the doctors who ran the rat study, the disclosure was that they were employees or shareholders in Pfizer and BioNTech, or Pfizer or BioNTech. Oh, wow. wow. There you go. Oh, my is right. I like to leave that last bit in if you could hear it. But one thing you always need to ask before I actually get into this data for just a moment, then I've got to show you just a devastating video by Dr. Ryan Cole, along with Kelly Victory in just a second. But whenever somebody tells you something like this is safe and or effective, safe and effective before, I mean, I, and I know this sounds like pseudo sexual and I'll be honest with you, it's, it's meant to be that way. Before you take a metal rod full of somebody else's fluid that they are saying is safe and effective, ask where are you basing that assumption on? What data are you looking at that has caused you to pronounce something as safe and effective? Tom, you know what? COVID's over. We've moved. No, how's COVID over? People are dropping dead all over the planet because, not, be, not of COVID, although more people are dying of COVID now than before the vaccines. More people, twice as many in Australia and New Zealand, and all the other people are just covering up the data CDC refuses to release the data. CDC England refuses to release the data. CDC Israel refuses to release the data. CDC Canada refuses to release the data. More people are dying of COVID now because they all have antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome. They have no no immune system. 
Nothing. Their their immunological response is now gone. So they can't even fight off a cough, a scratchy throat, Omicron BA5, BA4 variant. So before you take a metal rod full of somebody's fluid that they are saying is safe and effective, Anthony Fauci said safe and effective for pregnant women. Rochelle Walensky said safe and effective for pregnant women. Uh, Kamala Harris said the same thing. Biden said the same thing. Dr. Shaw has said the same thing. The COVID response coordinator now for the White House said the same thing. They've all said the same thing. Whether, you know, again, the CDCs for the various countries, they've all said the same thing. So when let's just use Fauci. When Fauci says safe and effective, where is he pulling the data from that says that it's safe and effective? From what source is he gleaning that verbiage from? From, from what, what sources of information is he deriving safe and effective from? Is he looking under a microscope? No. We know that. We know. Is he looking at patients? No. Is he talking to patients? No. Is he treating patients? No. And that's everybody, by the way. I'm talking about even doctors who do treat patients still call things safe and effective because they've never researched anything. Saying that it's safe and effective based on what? On what? They never have an answer because nobody asks because in order to have a totalitarian system, you got to have a Goebbels media that won't ask. I'm asking. And did you hear what she said? That in the Pfizer studies, they deemed it to be safe and effective, which then the FDA, who contracts out their approval to Anthony Fauci's wife on the bioethics board of the NIH. So, you know, when the FDA approves something, that's Anthony Fauci's wife that's approving it. And they don't go through the usual system anymore. All that's been changed. To get an EUA, you really have to have a bioweapons attack. Not anymore. To get an FDA approval, you have, you, it used to be a board of doctors, I mean hundreds of them, calling in and basically having a conference and everybody's opinions heard, and then there was a decision made. Not anymore. Just goes right to Anthony Fauci's wife for approval. Oh, of course, that's approved. And, there, and so in their Pfizer study, where Anthony Fauci is saying, it is safe and effective for women to take, as well as everybody else. Rochelle Walensky, for, I mean, absolutely said it. Go and get your vaccine, even if you're pregnant. Said that it was safe and effective. So when Rochelle Walensky says that it's safe and effective, where did she get the where did she get the data from that verifies that opinion? Nowhere. Pfizer. She didn't even get it from Pfizer. She just got it from as the head of the Centers for Disease Control. She probably got an email. From Ron Klain or Susan Rice. Hey, numbnuts. Go out, that's her name. Numbnuts. Go out there and tell everybody it's safe and effective. In Pfizer's own clinical trials that they wanted to keep sequestered for 75 years, this is all Naomi Wolf is reading off of, is Pfizer release data. Pfizer was forced to release every Monday or Friday, can't remember which day, a tranche of their vaccine clinical trial information, their vaccine development information. They've been forced by a federal judge to do so via injunction. FDA sued on Pfizer's behalf using your tax dollars. Pfizer didn't have to pay for their own attorneys. You and I paid for them. The FDA sued on Pfizer's behalf to keep this vaccine developmental data Confidential for 75 years. They lost, so now via injunction, it all has to be released. And that's what Naomi Wolf is reading off. She has a substack 
Where's Substack? That's an actual, that's the actual site, right? Substack account, you can get it all from her there. But in Pfizer's own clinical trials, when they, when they, where they were using this trial to say that the vaccine was safe and effective, to come up with that stance that it was safe and effective, they excluded pregnant women. So of course, it's safe and effective for pregnant women when it's never been tested on pregnant women. That's Pfizer's stance. Parroted by Rochelle Walensky, Joe Biden, and Kamala Harris. So to sum this up, whenever it is that somebody is telling you anything, ask them, where are you getting that opinion from? What data is supporting that stance? What data is supporting that statement? And remember where they got it from was from a rat study where they didn't even, they didn't even allow the pregnant rats, which don't have the same immune system or system at all. That's why they have to use humanized mice whenever they do rodent research. In their rat study, they didn't even allow the rats to have the babies and then test the babies. So when were they testing them? What stage in the pregnancy? I don't know how long rats are pregnant. Let's say they're pregnant for 12 weeks. Did they test anything at one week, two weeks? Or did they not test anything and just say that they did? And then Rochelle Walensky and all these others like Anthony Fauci come out and say it's safe and effective. Based on what? Based on what? Do Do you see the depravity of this? Do you see the evil of this? It's just lies. People coming out with their platitudes of safe and effective, not based on any data whatsoever. Listen to Ryan Cole here from the Vigilant Fox. More information about what this has done to pregnant women. Play it for me. Now here's the other sad thing, and I won't, I'm gonna grab this from under the desk. This is starting to arrive. These are placentas. These are placentas coming from obstetric colleagues around the country. These placentas are the wrong size for the gestational age. These placentas right. are calcified. These placentas have spike protein in them. These placentas right. have antibodies in them. These placentas have induced excess inflammation in them. This particular one is from a nurse hospital, eight months pregnant, required to get the jab to keep her job very shortly thereafter, unfortunately, intrauterine fetal demise. I know you guys talked to a couple other colleagues that went over that kind of data. Mm-hmm. So certainly the data paints a picture, but more importantly, the pathology mechanisms are already identified and just more studies need to be done from these. So what I encourage is any medical colleague anywhere in the world, find your pathologist, say, here's the list of stains, start ordering them, start looking at these things in the tissue of the deceased, start looking at these in those fetuses that don't make it to full term, start looking at those placentas, start taking your surgical specimens that are in unusual cases of multiply jabbed individuals with unusual conditions and start looking for what would be causing it. It's a very simple thing, right? I mean, here's the thing. So he's talking about this, this, eight-month pregnant nurse who was forced to take the vaccination to keep her job. So she, the baby died. And again, causation, you know, you know do, you, do, you, do you, everything, is it, is it for sure something? You have to determine what, you know, what is cause, what is effect, you know, correlation versus causation, all of that. But again, we're seeing this in multiple places and, you know, every single highly vaxxed country is having a precipitous decline in virility and in, and in actual births. So we're seeing that. 
And here's the thing. So in this, in these, in these placentas that Dr. Ryan Cole is saying, board certified Mayo Clinic pathologist, what are spike proteins doing in the placenta? Remember what I told you. When somebody tells you something is safe and effective, from what data are they deriving that opinion from? Because the same people who said it was safe and effective said that the spike proteins would be localized to the injection site. Whoops! The next video that I had to show you that I'm not going to have time to show you tonight was from Dr. Chris Shoemaker. Health officials are promoting an intervention that goes into the brain of the fetus. In the dead fetuses. The dead fetuses, they're finding S spike proteins that are supposed to say localized to the injection site as sworn to by Anthony Fauci, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, the NIH, Francis Collins, and Deborah Burks, and all the rest of the idiots that are experts. From what information are they deriving the safe and effective opinion from? Nothingness. They find the S-spike proteins in the placenta, a calcified placenta. You know, there's a little bit of a problem when your baby's life source placenta is calcified shut. A little bit of a problem. And inside the placenta also, they're finding antibodies. Antibodies don't belong in the placenta. And that's why you're seeing declining birth rates around every heavily vaccinated, COVID-mitigated country. All the first world countries have double-digit increases in excess death and double-digit or majorly declining birth rates. Every first world country, double-digit for sure, excess death rates and precipitous declines in birth rates. So when somebody tells you that something is safe and effective and they are of the population, they are of the group, they are of the agenda of lowering the earth's population, you might not want to listen to them because their S-spike protein ends up in your baby's, well, your baby baby's mother's placenta. S-spikes don't belong in the brains of fetuses, which they have found them in. Just remember those. Whenever they tell you anything, from where are you deriving that information? When I preach to you, where does Tom get that information? That would be called the Bible. If you're getting preached to anything that's not the Bible, you're going to the wrong church, which again, I could spend three hours on. I'm not going to do that to you. All right, back here, Saturday night, 55 minutes of fury, tons of videos to follow. Got a big post game. Stick around for that. Love each and every one of you. Be blessed. In Jesus' mighty name, good night. So what is the will of God? Romans 8, 28, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. That's a qualified verse, though. Christians use that to say that the will of God is unfolding in their life. If your business stinks, it's not the will of God. If your family stinks, that's not the will of God. He is not working for your good. He's not, he's not using your compromise and your rejection of the Word of God for your good. Because Romans 8, 28 is qualified with 27, and nobody reads 27. Why is that? Because it puts, it puts the responsibility on the believer. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. 
because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. He is working for your good. In that, he's listening to how you pray. Romans 8, 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. That's the good that he's doing. He's honed in solely on the voice of the Spirit. Are you praying the Holy Ghost? That's the good he's listening to. Not your compromise, not your sin, not your worry, not your fear. Not your bad attitude and working for your good. The only good he's working is what the Holy Spirit is telling him to do. It's only good. enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLipley.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt.